0: Welcome to this week's episode of Good Life Western Sports. I'm your host, Bobby Leanne. Well, keep it here on Good Life Western Sports as we bring you all the action happening around Rodeo, Nebraska, and a look inside of all the exciting things that we are up to here at the Good Life Western Sports Studio. Well, several athletes from the Good Life State traveled many miles this past weekend. Watch as we catch up with Pro Audio announcer, Jared Slegel, for our Pro Rodeo updates.
1: Let's take a look at how things are shaping up in the world of Pro Rodeo for the Good Life Western Sports Cowboys. In the Steer Wrestling, Valentine native Sean Mulligan split 7th place at the Sand Stock Show and Rodeo in Odessa, Texas. And the Nemaha native Royce Johnson picked up 4th place finish at the Midwinter Fair and Rodeo in Lafayette, Louisiana. Five-time NFR saddle bronc rider Court Shear from Ellesmere splits sixth place at the Sandhills Stock Show and Rodeo. Also in Odessa in the tie-down roping, baby needs a new pair of shoes. The most recent member of the I'm a Daddy Club and former NFR average winner from Garing Riley Pruitt ties for second and cleans up $3,300 in diaper money. It's early in the season, but that puts Riley in the fourth place spot on the year, with a little over $11,000, so far won in 2018. M-O-N-T-A-N-A, Montana Pro Rodeo Circuit Finals. Kilgore, Nebraska's tie-down roper Kevin Peterson, places third in round number one, and ends up second in the average, scoring a little over $3,400 out of the Big Sky Country. Single-steer roping in Odessa. Trey Sheets grabs 2800 third in the first round and fourth in the average that puts the Hyannis native 17th in the world standings. Former North Platte native Michelle Corley was a timer at the Sandhill Hill Stock Show in Rodeo in Odessa and her Hall of Fame husband and former North Platte resident Randy Corley was the announcer. Some of the good life Western sports rough stock athletes are sitting on top And currently leading in the National Western Stock Show in Denver, Ellesmere's Nate McFadden is leading the average in the bareback riding with 168.5 points on two head. That includes setting fifth in the first round and currently tied for first in the second round. Former world champion, Canadian by birth but Nebraskan by blood, saddle bronc rider Zeke Thurston is sitting atop of the average leaderboard with 170 points on two head. He's leading round number one and tied for second in round number two. Look for both of them to handily be back for the final round this Sunday. Hey, and Hebron Bulldogger Drew Melvin is sitting second in the first round of the steer wrestling at the Southwestern Exposition and Livestock Show. With a 4.1, things are just getting kicked off at the Historic Rodeo in Fort Worth, Texas. That's going to wrap things up for this week. We will keep you entertained and informed next week. On behalf of all the great people of Good Life Western Sports, until next week, you stay classy, Nebraska.
0: Thank you, Jared. When we return, we will meet a young lady who is on fire. She has competed on the national stages, and she is certainly not slowing down, as well as more information on the new features coming to Good Life Western Sports, all happening right here when we return.
1: LNH Livestock Feed Equipment is the elite manufacturer of quality farm and ranch equipment. Headquartered in Hastings, Nebraska, with dealers located throughout the Midwest. With over 30 years of experience, LNH takes pride in only using the best materials and finest craftsmanship to produce top-quality farm and ranch equipment. For more information and to find a dealer near you, visit lhmfg.com.
0: Welcome back to Good Life Western Sports. I'm Bobby Leanne. Well, this cowgirl is on fire and she is not slowing down. Reese Stanley of Sydney, Nebraska has competed at the Junior High National Finals Rodeo held in Lebanon, Tennessee, as well as qualified for a run at the Bright Lights at the Junior NFR in Las Vegas this past December. Meet athlete spotlight and barrel racer, Reese Stanley.
2: I'm Reese Stanley and I'm from Sydney, Nebraska and I compete in barrel racing. I kind of grew up in rodeoing, so I've been rodeoing since I was probably five. And I started at junior rodeos in Colorado. To
1: City, in the now to hold three
2: from Last uh, year, I qualified for the national junior high finals in Lebanon, Tennessee. Having people that I knew there was kind of calmed my nerves got to relax a little more. In April, when I qualified for the Junior NFR in Loveland, um, it was a little nerve-wracking. I only took the top five, and I qualified third. So kind I was kind of nervous. Here at the Junior NFR, I was probably the most nervous I've ever been, because there were screens at First Barrel and just different, there was a back ceremony and just different stuff, so it was a little more big of a deal, but it was fun. I love having my family support. They're always, they always come to my rodeos, even the school rodeo one so they're always here to support it's fun traveling with them
0: we're excited to cover all of reese's accomplishments this spring rodeo season after the break good life western sports meets, meets with a woman who has been inspiring the youth of the western industry for over 40 years
1: Rock and See Animal Chiropractic is dedicated to helping improve your horse's overall health performance. Dr. Crabtree incorporates chiropractic, low-level laser therapy, myofacial and nutritional therapy to accelerate your horse's ability to heal and get back in the ring. Rock and Sea is mobile and travels the state to bring your horse the excellent care they deserve. Call Rock and Sea Animal Chiropractic today at 402-276-1348. Eight words to remember we can work on you and the horse you rode in on. Welcome
0: back to Good Life Western Sports. I'm Bobby Leanne. Well, Carol Nilsson of Norfolk has been training horses and riders for over 40 years. Many 4-H exhibitors and parents, 4-H leaders and trainers can trace their early beginnings back to Carol. Here's the full story on Carol Nilsson and her inspiring journey.
3: Do not have a history with horses. My family had no history with horses at all. So my mom's cousin had a horse down near San Diego, and when I was four, I saw that horse, and it was that was it. And it was there was a pony ride in town, and it was the smell of them from the pasture, the the sight of them. It was, that was it. I coaxed the horse to the fence, and I got on. I was four years old. I scared my parents to death, but that was it. And you know they kept thinking I'm going to outgrow this, but I never did. His riding in LA wasn't an experience. Um, our stables was about a hundred yards from a railway, railroad, and about a quarter mile from the freeway. And if you'd go through there for $99 a year, you could rent the property under the high wires. And that's where the stables was. And I would ride my bike every day. Um, we rode, you push the button on the signal, five lanes of traffic stop. You went crazy. And it just saw some opportunity. You know, I never thought it was a career just maybe come out. I loved it that when you flew into Omaha, you flew over cornfields, and then you're in office buildings. Because in L.A., you're never out of it. So that's what started it. That was my kind of motivation, which is the safety. And then when I met these other people, and then they wanted to show, and the 4-H program is phenomenal in Nebraska, absolutely phenomenal. Not, so, not at all in California at that time. And, you know, I thought, you know... I think we can do this these kids are so talented have such a passion for the horse and they want to show what can we do to make them achieve that goal and so we started training <laughs> but the main was we rented was edge park farms which used to be a mile from norfolk right now it's where deets furniture is and then summer richard summer klein at the time then bought it but we had it for probably from 77, 78, well into about the mid-80s and moved here in 90 and built this place, but um, beautiful barn. But again, there wasn't a lot of boarding business because people had their own places and stuff, and, but living, giving lessons and we just thought we were living the dream. And <laughs> so I have a picture of Nick and Noelle Johnson. My, my best friend still is Lavonne cried, but those were her two true two, two kids back in 76, uh, 77. And it <laughs> he just we had a, a barrel horse that we brought with us that had we could make an equitation horse and poor Nick um, decided to go to districts we didn't even know what districts were district 4-H we're like great go to Stanton and we rode with the silver bit and Romel reins. California influence nobody heard of it <clears throat> so I went to Professor Warren if those of you remember 4-H Professor Warren who was in charge of the 4-H program we went to districts at Stanton the arena was made out of a uh, snow fence and I asked him if it was legal or illegal to ride in the Romel Reigns. And if any of you know Professor Warren, he had one arm and he chewed tobacco. And he spit and he said, This is split rain country, but if that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do. And it's like, my poor kid's doomed. <laughs> you know, and Romel Reigns, you see a lot of them riding in Romel, and I have a bunch of them over there, but I thought, oh, you poor kid. <laughs> we really worked on him, and, but he got reserve champion that day. And, you know, he's very fair about it, but boy, he let us know we weren't going to fit in that box very well. <laughs> but I traveled to their place, how bridal will travel, you know. I would go to their houses, and the next year, the dad would go, does she still need lessons? <laughs> yes, she does. And they were so helpful to me as because they would challenge me. They would, they'd want to learn English. Okay, I better go learn some about English. And then Cheryl had the first reigning horse we ever saw. And she goes, well, now what do I do with it? And so we better learn about raining. And they just were so supportive. And Sharon Adams, God love her, made the show outfits. You know, we'd go, somebody, because, and there were some wonderful trainers around at the time. Langs and Gordon Davis, and they did a lot of the breed shows. But we didn't go, we didn't know what the trends were. So somebody would go watch and go, oh, we need to have the showmanship jacket. And she'd go, whip one up, you know, and sew one up and just... Phenomenal that they just stuck in there as parents, and we went and won a lot of things. and there's two plaques on the wall from them. They're just great people. They just, just stuck with us, and we just kept going. But most of them up here have you know, professional careers, or are great moms, and you know, I'm so proud of them. It's like, there they are. <laughs> Writer Deb Rawhauser that I, I did mention in the beginning once, her dad, Lee Rawhauser, was, I think, Vice President uh, up here at the and. Northeast Technical Community College had many names before that, and it was just a small college. Right. And she had a horse, and she came out and took lessons, and I have her picture up here, too. She's just a wonderful child. And he said, and we did, and I do have that flyer somewhere, too. In 77, I did the community services classes, and I love doing those, and I would love to do those again because those people like questions, you know. My greatest achievement would be winning the NRHA Limited Open World Championship and the first woman to do so. That was in 1999, but it was just two best friends traveling and it was an accumulation of money as we went. We had the time of our lives. We speak about it often and nobody knew who we were, (laughs) so nobody. And to win that, and we didn't even start out on that quest in the beginning, we just Started winning and thought, well, this is fun. So we've been to Kentucky and we ran twenty-three runs that year, and I, I think I won almost half, and I didn't place any time under a third, a third place. And but it was two best friends, so that's my fondest memory because there was no cell phones, there was no DVDs. It was two people talking. We would read the atlas to each other you're we so bored <laughs> in in that but my my fondest memory and I really want to get this one out there and I do have the picture of it is right behind you and that is winning the circuit champion at Broken Bow on a mare called Cali Poco Zip and the reason for that is is um, <clears throat> Janice is right there her dad that's fifth generation horse and they're from Broken Bow and I, I rode the mare and we had the show happened to be there in Broken Bow, and he was so excited and had all of his peers because he and he, him and Pitzer and all them were at one time, you know, he, I think his AQHA number is like 690 or something like that. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I hope I do a good job on this marriage. Go to 72 and a half both days. And, he, there, and if you look at the picture, he's got his coat and his hat, his Stetson, and everybody was applauding, and it was just... You couldn't have wrote a Hollywood script because about two years later, starting in that year, but two years, is sure her mother had Alzheimer's, and her dad died of a heart attack out fencing on the farm. But to see that excitement, it was like, you couldn't have made it any better. Well, back in the early 80s, like I say, Cheryl Smith had the first Rainer. So we were so fortunate in Nebraska, we had Bob Loomis in B, Nebraska, and Doug Melhorn years later in Kearney. And so we'd go down and take a lesson, and you know, just loved it. It's bigger than horsemanship, and not as fast as barrel racing. I mean, it was a higher level. And it, uh, Ron Peterson started, it was not the Central Plains at the time, it was a Nebraska Rain Horse Association, then it died and it rose from the ashes to the Nebraska Performance Horse. That died out, and he kept saying, raining's gonna be big, raining's gonna be big. And many times at the quarter show, we'd have Tim McQuay, Bob Loomis, Craig Johnson, had a quarter horse show and nobody had to do who they were and you know we just loved it and just just watching them and listening to them was fabulous we'd have clinics and there'd be like free people it's like okay he kept saying it's going to be big <laughs> and we would then we'd put together the organization there'd be maybe 10 of us at the central plains and we'd type out the entry cards and somebody we'd throw in a hundred dollars you know at least we'd have gas money when we were done and we'd pool our money to go and You know, I look at it now, and the horses were not phenomenal at all, but we had a great time, and we learned to spin, and we learned all sorts of things. And it's now grown, the Central Plains has grown, where they have a $10,000 futurity. Um, The reigning futurity in Oklahoma City used to be in Columbus, Ohio, and NRHA moved, and... I, I did read there's, is it $15 million in prize money all total that the NRHA puts out now, and it's 150000 for the one win in the futurity. It's, it's just phenomenal. The D- degree of difficulty has gone up, because sometimes we'd score a 75 and a 76, yeah, 1,000 for penalties. <laughs> and they added penalties. And it, just like gymnastics or something like that, the degree of difficulty got more and more. The patterns got tougher and tougher. And uh, Doug Melhorn was our president. It started. After a clinic, and I happened to be sitting there, and Tim McQuay and Doug Melholland and them, and I had a pencil. So I got to be secretary, because I found a pencil, <laughs> or a pen in my purse. The mom was treasure. treasurer, and Doug was instrumental because he had a big name, and he'd won the Futurity that year, I think, at the 25th anniversary of it. So it was like, okay, let's start an organization. So it really has started. You know, Olympic. when the Olympians, your gymnasts and your skaters, and they have the big coaches, some coach somewhere started them. You know, they live on, and that was my part. This is dark. Just notes that are so, I'm so appreciative, and some of them are, are very, very old, you know, that are back in the 70s and 80s.
0: Carol has a wonderful heart for all riders and for each exhibitors. Well, here at Good Life Western Sports, we are making a few changes, and that's all happening right here on Good Life Western Sports when we return.
1: Are you cool to flex fuel? One in seven Nebraskans is driving a flex fuel vehicle and many don't even realize it. With a flex fuel vehicle you can fill up with any blend of American ethanol and gasoline from E10 to E15 from E30 to E85 at any time in any amount. Look for an insignia on your trunk or tailgate. You might have a yellow gas cap or check your owner's manual. If you're cool to flex fuel then look for a flex fuel pump in your neighborhood. Flex fuel blends with American ethanol. Lnh Livestock Feed Equipment is the elite manufacturer of quality farm and ranch equipment. Headquartered in Hastings, Nebraska, with dealers located throughout the Midwest. With over 30 years of experience, Lnh takes pride in only using the best materials and finest craftsmanship to produce top quality farm and ranch equipment. For more information and to find a dealer near you, visit LHMFG.com.
0: Welcome back to Good Life Western Sports. I'm Bobby Leanne. Well, we are making a few changes here at the Good Life Western Sports Studio, and we couldn't be more excited. And we want you to be a part of it all. And more importantly, we want you to feel a part of the Rodeo Nebraska community first few things if you are hosting event or if you are attending event and want the rest of the Rodeo Nebraska community to know please send us a message or comment on our post as linked on the site so that you can put your event information and let everybody know all about it secondly if you want to be featured on Good Life Western Sports we have had several athletes and parents reach out to us and we are more than happy to put you on the show feel free to fill out the form the website is linked below this will just help us get to know who you are and so that we can better get prepared for your interview we want to meet you and we can't wait to meet the rest of the athletes of rodeo nebraska as well next on the agenda if you guys have any ideas for rodeo nebraska stories send them our way we want to feature them and we want to get it out there we want to build a brand of rodeo nebraska here in the good life so send all of your story ideas our way and lastly as you prepare for your upcoming rodeo or association finals keep the Good Life Western Sports team in mind. We invite the opportunity to see how we can work together on your event. Again, send us a message on on Facebook or an email so we can get in contact with you on this. And if you haven't already, please like the Good Life Western Sports Facebook page. Afterwards, head on over to iTunes for all you iOS. We will be on Google Play soon, but subscribe to the Good Life Western Sports podcast. Each week the show will automatically download into your iTunes, so this is a great way for you to keep up with the full show of Good Life Western Sports with an audio experience. This is an awesome opportunity if you're on the job, on your way to work, or riding horseback or anything that you are unable to watch all of our videos. Subscribe to the podcast. Again, thank you guys for joining me on this week's episode of Good Life Western Sports. Be sure to tune in next week as we highlight Rodeo, Nebraska. For Good Life Western Sports, I'm Bobby Leanne.